Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone, caught beneath the landslide of awesomeness. That is Coach Dave McGinnis, Coach Mack, brought to you by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Need great health care coverage at an affordable price. Let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They got you covered just like Coach Mack has us covered each and every week. Coach, Texas team finally won the uh, NCAA championship. It was not your team, but it was the old Baylor Bears. That's an old rival for you. Did you did you root for the fellow Texas team or no? How did you handle last night? I got so many friends at uh, Baylor. I got a lot of friends that coach football at Baylor. I had all kind of Bears texting me during that game saying, <laughs> I told you so. That it was, you know what, and, and again, you know, when you look at it, of course, you know, Gonzaga, you know, what a what a really, really good team. And I think that people are that are that are they're banging on Gonzaga for losing the game are completely wrong. You had two really good teams. Uh Baylor, I mean, what they have done down there, especially what they have come from, you yeah. talk about a resurrection story. But anyway, I, I thought I thought Baylor played an excellent game. And by the way, Baylor's really good. So yeah. I, uh, I I had a lot of Baylor Bear fans, as I said, uh, contacting me throughout that game saying, I told you so. You find yourself ever watching those games and thinking, well, I could make a safety out of that guy. Gosh, I could make a tight end out of that guy. Because those guys are just so athletic, man. You think, like, Suggs could have played college football. There's so many of those guys that are just such fantastic athletes. No, athletically, they're really good. I mean, I, I really Baylor. I love watching their guard guard play. I mean, those dudes, quick, quick, quick. I mean, you know, I could I could see making corners out of those guys really, really quick. You know, but <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I just enjoyed watching. I enjoy watching good athletes compete, and 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 especially at the collegiate level. You know, as big as the Final Four is, and especially the championship game, that's just huge. And I think people that are disappointed in the game are really disappointed in life. I mean, that's hard. That's hard to get to that point. So much kudos to both of those teams for getting to the national championship. No doubt. I'm with Coach Mack, Farm Bureau Health Plans, making it happen. Talking football and heck, college basketball even right here on Blade and Mickey. <laughs> no doubt about it, giving his analysis. Uh, he knows all Coach Mack, giving us the Mack attack. And I guess since you've been around the NFL for, I don't know, 30-some years, what was your evaluation, curveball sinker slider right here, of Mike Vrabel when he came out of college? You know, I remember, I remember uh, when he came out, uh, and I'd have to go back and look at my notes, <laughs> but I would know one thing that it would be it was a physical play, and plus, you know, he was a captain on that team. I mean, they were uh, they were a really good football team. And it'd probably be about the way I graded him the one times when he was in the league, you know, uh-huh. when I watched him play. Very physical, very smart, mm-hmm. very versatile, the kind of guy that you just knew that you wanted on your team. And clearly, you know, he found himself when he went to New England because, yeah. you know, I'll I tell you one thing that does travel, uh, and you know this as well as I do, Blaine, the thing that travels from team to team with a player is if you're an innately tough guy, that travels to every locker room you go in. Mm-hmm. And I think we can all agree on one thing. Mike Vrabel was and is an innately tough dude. Yeah. And, you know, I only ask that because his former teammate on NFL Network, Willie McGinnis, made a comment about Dupree and that Dupree is actually just a modern day, you know, I'm, I'm putting it in my terms, modern day Mike Vrabel. So he basically scattered himself and said, 
that's who I would be today with probably a little more athleticism and speed, of course, but that's who he is. So what has been your breakdown of Bud Dupree? I think Bud Dupree has gotten better ever since he's been in the league. Again, as I said, I remember now. I mean, that's that's very much recent for me as Vetty Bud Dupree coming out of Kentucky. And we had him for a 30 visit at the Rams, you know, when I was there and spent, you know, myself and and Frank Bush spent a lot of time with him, you oh, know, when man. he came in, when he came in for the visit. You know, very intelligent. And here's the thing about Bud Dupree in, at Kentucky, and I think all our listeners can relate to this, because he was such a good player, they played him everywhere on defense. And 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 that's a plus and a minus. Because the plus is, I mean, he can he can help your scheme weekly with what you want to do. The minus is he never really zeroed in on any techniques at one position. Once he got into the National Football League, went went to Pittsburgh, got as an outside backer in a 3-4 defense, there are a lot of nuances and techniques to learn out there, and he has gotten consistently better, you know, every year with the nuances and the techniques of it. That's what Vrabel was. He was a great technique player other than just being relentless, being extremely smart, and, and, and just a physical, physical player. Bud Dupree has gotten better every year that he has been there. And in fact, he was on his way probably to his best year, you know, before he suffered that ACL injury yeah. this year. So I think what you've got is you've got an ascending player. Uh, and, and I think sometimes people say, well, you know, that sounds a little different for him being a high draft pick, say ascending player. A lot of guys come into this league, Blaine, and you know this. They come into this league with traits, but those traits have to be developed to be able to reach a full potential in the National Football League because your competition is so intense. Well, Coach, I'm glad you said that because it's 23 days. Yes, my jersey number, 23 days until the draft. (laughs) So that's why I'm going to ask you again, who are some of the sleepers? And when I say sleepers, you know what I'm talking about, fifth through seventh, that end up being probably potentially better players and eventually start in the league at some point. Any guys that stand at any position that, you know, you can – Roll off your tongue through all your notes you're thinking about, hey, man, this guy's pretty good, whether the Titans get him or not. I just love hearing about those guys because they always get overlooked, for whether it's because of their size or maybe they're a step too slow or whatever it may be. They don't meet all the measurables. But when they get on the football field, you say, hey, that dude can play some ball. You know what? I, 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 it's funny that you asked that question right now. And, and, and for you know, a clear disclosure, we had not talked about this before, mm-hmm. is that uh, I was watching Davion Nixon, who's a down-the-line guy at Iowa, you know, mm-hmm. defensive tackle. But he's not the guy I want to talk about. I want to talk about number 49, the linebacker, Nick Neiman. You know, Nick Neiman played behind the ball. He's, he's been Neiman's brother, who's playing in the league now. And I started looking at him. I said, who is this dude? You know, because as I said, I don't have any preconceived notions going in. And again, I don't know these players. I just know what I see on tape. And and, and I'm looking at him going, you know, this guy makes a lot of plays. And then, uh, you know, Rhett Bryan, I asked, I said, hey, check this guy's pro day out for me. And he did. I mean, you know, you got a 6'3", 230-pound dude that can run. You know, but and all I know I saw on film was somebody that looked like he was very instinctive and was making a lot of tackles. So there's a dude for you, Nick Neiman, uh, number 49, a linebacker at uh, at Iowa. Mm. Coach Mack, bringing the heat, bringing the Mack attack. We're on with Coach Mack with Titans uh, Radio. So, Coach, what was your biggest priority when you went to a pro day as a coach? What was your biggest priority? It depended on what position I was going to look at. You know, I mean, it, it really did. I mean, what position I was going to look at. And my biggest priority was, let's go, if I'm a position coach and I'm going there for a specific reason, I want to get my hands on that linebacker in drills. 
you know, now it's different. It's different now because, you know, you could then you could go out to dinner with him. You could do a lot of things with him, you know, but I wanted to get my hands personally on a linebacker and put him through some drills that he was going to run when he got to me, but not just drills to run drills. You know, I never believed in that. I believed in position specific drills that would show me something. That's what I wanted to do because the weighing, the measuring, the 40, all of that stuff, you know, I mean, that's the scouts work. They can do all the timing and stuff they want, but the way pro days work is once they're through with all of that, then they turn them over to the position coaches. And so what I wanted to do when I was a position coach is make sure I got my hands on him. And if there were some other linebacker coaches there, we would talk and say, okay, here's the three things I'm going to do with him because everybody else wanted to do the same thing. All right, well, these are the drills I will put him through. That was huge for me. I wanted to do that now. As when I went as a coordinator and was looking at various positions, then I wanted to be sure if there were some people that we were really interested in or we needed some more information on that I had my position coach there. I wanted to be sure I had a position coach there or, and again, I mean, as you travel in the National Football League to these pro days, in the days when you used to could travel, you knew who the, you knew who the position coaches were from other teams that were going to be there. And you could tell, I mean, you know, if, if you went somewhere to look at a defensive lineman and Jim Washburn was there working them out, you knew you were <laughs> going to see something. I mean, you really were. You, <laughs> yeah. you were going to see something that was worthwhile. You know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and so to me, that was very, very important. Then when I became a head coach, of course, clearly, then I wanted to be, I wanted to be sure because if I went somewhere, it was somebody that we were, you know, inter- not only interested in, but, you know, thought we might have a chance to be able to, to, to procure. You never know how the draft's going to fall. But then I wanted to visit with them because, you know, at that time, hopefully I'd hired a good enough assistant coaches that they could put them through. They could put them through some drills. I still wanted to be involved in the drills. I always wanted to do that just to see how they take instruction, those types of things. I mean, that's that was important to me. So. Did you ever have a guy, obviously you're there to see a, a specific guy, maybe a potential first round, second round pick, whatever. Was there ever a guy that you didn't know much about that you left a pro day and thought, son of a gun, we need this dude right here. A late round guy, a free agent, but somebody you thought, I really want that guy to come to camp with my team. Not just off, not just off a school workout, no. You know, I, 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 I left saying I'd like to investigate this guy a little more, you know, to look at, but I, I never – because, you know, a school workout, again, is just a piece of the information. That's just a piece of the evaluation process. So, no, you know, I never I never came off of a school workout going, we need that guy. I came off of some school workouts going, hey, let, let's check into this. Let, let's check into this little corner out there that was, you know, that was part of the workout. Let, let's give me the background on it. Let me get to my uh, area scout. Let, let, just give me the background on this guy. There might be a reason why he wasn't brought up. But again, if he physically showed me something, and the first thing is speed. You know, if somebody's got speed and then, and then if, they're, if they're a good foot athlete. And then the other thing that I really wanted to see, I mentioned Jim Washburn earlier, what he would always do, you could see how competitive the guys were too. Because some guys, you know, when they're in their pro day, some guys, you know, just like in life, some people take uh, job interviews more seriously than others. You know, I wanted to see that too. Lucas Blaine, he says that we've got a caller, Tommy in Nashville, has got a question for Coach Mack. Coach Mack loves to answer caller questions. So, yes. Tommy, fire away with Coach Mack. Think about quarterbacks. Thanks, Coach Mack. I understand that you can't just look at the pro day and know everything you need to know. But I was channel surfing the other day, and I happened to watch the pro day for the Stanford quarterback. It was in a rainstorm. And this kid 
did not miss a throw for 20 minutes. I just wondered, and the receivers were unbelievable too. Throwing in a, in pretty much a driving rainstorm, I was, Really impressed. I didn't know if you knew much about him or not. I'll hang up and listen. Tommy, thanks for the call. I love talking to our, I love talking to our listeners. I really do. And I've missed that during the pandemic, being able to be out among the, the, the fans, our listeners. Uh, that's going to change pretty soon. I yeah. promise you. You're talking about Davis Mills is who you're talking about from Stanford. That's mm-hmm. who you're talking about. 6'4", 225 pounds. He was a two-year starter there. This guy was a big-time recruit, you know, you know uh, coming out of high school and, 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 you know, he, he came out in the same class that Tua did. And so, you know, those two were, were really kind of the best ones. But this guy, you know, I, I, you look at him physically. I mean, he's a, yeah. a good-looking dude now. And, and, and if you watch some of his tape, I've watched a little bit of his tape. Yeah, he can throw from all the different types. He can throw from all different type of launch pads, okay? And to me, what he is, he still needs some throws that, that he needs to work on, just like all of them do that coming out. But, but, but when you watch him play in for real, I didn't see his workout, but you did. But he throws a very, you know, he, some guys throw a, a, a spinning ball, but it's hard to catch. This guy was throwing a lot of places, was, was really placing the ball, you know, very, very well. So Davis Mills, Davis Mills to me is in that, is in that uh, kind of third tier. I think he'd probably be a, a, a third day guy. But, uh, you know, when, when you start to looking at him uh, now, he had a left knee issue. I do know that from the work that, that Rhett Bryan has done. He's had a left knee issue that needs to be checked out. But, Tommy, you're talking about Davis Mills. OK. And, and as I say, here's the thing you got to know about a quarterback workout, too. And just and keep this in mind, Tommy, next time you're channel surfing and watching, those are all orchestrated throws. They're all orchestrated throws, and there is no rush. But if you hit the the thing to look at is how is, is the ball coming out on time? All right, and 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 don't just look at the arm and the throw. Look at from the waist down. Look at seeing what type of launch platform he's throwing from. See what you're looking at, and 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 if you if you can see that he's well balanced, you know, and and if he's and if he's scanning, if he's bringing his his platform with him. When he scans, just check a look, take a look at that when you're watching quarterbacks throw, because basically it's a throwing drill is what it is when you go to a, a workout, a pro day workout for a quarterback. I'm a coach, Matt, getting the Mac attack here on Blaine and me. Yeah, yeah, we're going to do that next time we have you on. We're going to make sure we're going to set it up where all callers can call in with any player questions on drafted guys, maybe even NFL guy like I'm about to ask you about. The kid we just signed, Farley, the special teams, you know, guru, I guess, he's a special team type player, backup safety, potentially yeah. starting the dime package. I think the Titan safety coach coached him at, at Notre Dame. I think that's the connection. So I guess tell, tell us a little bit about him when you scouted him when he came out and let alone he played pretty solid in the NFL. Yeah, well, I, I, think, I think he's a depth guy, Blaine. Mm-hmm. And, and a depth guy, a depth guy is not a derogatory term. I mean, people need to understand that. I mean, that's very important. You know, if you're going to be on, if you're going to be on the active, you know, 53, you know, I mean, if, if you're going to be, if you're going to be on the active game day roster, you know, that that's extremely important. I mean, that's extremely important. And the special teams part of it, I think sometimes people get categorized in their mind. I'm talking about people that listen. And when they say, well, he's a special teams player. Well, okay, so what? That's a, that's a skill in the National Football League. That is a skill in the National Football League. I mean, you can remember, you know, back when I was coaching, you know, uh, uh, when we brought Tim Shaw in here to play for us. He was a special teams guru and, and proved it. 
you know, but those guys are valuable because that, that aspect of the game, especially when you have a special teams weapon, like we have in Brett Kern, you got guys that can, that can protect and that can cover that can allow you to, to, to be able to directional kick, cut the field in half, do all those types of things. Special teams are a huge part of, of playing the complimentary football game in the national football league. He's a really good special teams player and, he can be a depth position player on defense. And as you said, Blaine, he's played snaps from the line of scrimmage. So it's not like if he has to go into a ball game that he's gonna that, that it's gonna be too big for him. He's already proven that he can do that. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a broader question. And only you, with all the diverse things that you've done in the National Football League, <laughs> being a head coach, because this is a head coach question. So put your head coach uh, mind in and said, and when you have to deal with, and the media is so different now with all the social media, when you sit there and you have to, you know, have media days almost every day or every other day, and you, you know, you just start getting a vibe and feel for the other media people, you develop a relationship with them. And they keep continually asking you questions that you really don't want to answer. How did you approach those type of questions or media members when you just knew this guy is just out to write something negative, I got to keep it positive. I got to go down this road and I'm just not going to go down it. How did you approach that as a head coach when you're head coach? Well, I mean, it, it, to me, first of all, you know, it, it's a people business. You know, I was always mm-hmm. very respectful of the, of the press and the media. They have a job to do. Yep. They have a job to do. And it's just like anybody else. I mean, you've got good people in the press. You've got bad people in the press. You've got yep. people in the press, you know, that, that want to do their jobs you know, and then you've got some people that, that, you know, just want to, you know, have a light shined on them saying, look at me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm being, I'm, I'm being the tough guy all the time. So I, I really didn't treat them all any differently. I mean, I, I, I treated them very respectfully because I understood they had a job to, and at the end of it all, I mean, my job was to win football games. Sure. So if I get my players ready and, you know, and, and I win football games, well then, it's fine. But I mean, I, you know, I was, I never had any problems with the press because I was always very honest with, them. you know, I, I was, I was, I was honest with them. And then, but there are certain guys in the press that you can trust more than others. That's just like there is in life. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, there really is. I mean, I can point to, to, and, and these guys still appreciate it. And, and the, the press appreciated it at the time. I remember, uh, you know, a huge story, huge national story broke when Pat Tillman came in and sat down and told me that he was going to enlist. All right. Well, you know, he hadn't been at, he hadn't been at, uh, at minicamp. He had, everybody was wondering what he was going to do. Well, it was a huge story. And so, you know, when he left my office, I said, Pat, look, this is going to be a major story. Have you ever thought, I mean, have you thought ahead as to, as to how you're going to handle this? He said, no. He said, you will, Coach Mack. You're good at this. You know, so what I did, what I did, and I decided, I got my PR director and said, look, this is a massive story. I said, but get the three guys. There were three local guys there that I really trusted. I said, tell them to come up to my office. I'm going to give them this story first. I'm going to give them this story first before the national media gets it. Because everything, you know, I mean, I, I felt like that they had earned that trust and they deserve that. And they, de- you know, they deserve to get that, to get that story first. And then I just, I told them, I said, guys, look, sit down, get your notebooks out because, I'm going to tell you something here that's going to be, you know, big news, but I wanted you guys to hear it first from me. And believe me, you're not going to hear it from Pat because he's not doing any interviews. He's not doing anything about this. And so I did. And they, you know, and to this day, they still appreciated it. And, and plus their counterparts appreciated it because they said, you know, at least, at least he thought enough of 
the trust he had in us to give us that big story. Ooh, Coach Mack giving us a Mack at that. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. Um, Coach, before we let you go, for people who want, what, a whole another hour of this, you got one coming up tomorrow night, right? You and Rhett with a Mack Talk draft talk edition Wednesday, 7 o'clock. Is that right? Right here on the zone? You know, Rhett and I, Rhett and I uh, uh, you know, decided, and then the powers of B said they would love to have us. We're going to do Wednesday nights leading up to the draft, all four Wednesday nights from 7 to 8. It will be Mac Talk Draft Talk with Ooh. Coach Mac and Rhett Bryan. And what we're going to do, we're going to take two positions, you know, every week, highlight those positions. And then, of course, just like we did on Mac Talk that we've done for the last two seasons, we will take any and all calls. You know, because uh, we, we just love doing that. And so it'll be a lot of fun. But uh, and so, you know, just like Tommy called in now, we, you, normally during Mac talk during the season, guys, we'll get 20 to 25 calls in a, in, in a 40 minute, 40 minute hit. So I'm looking forward to interacting with our fans and talking about the draft. And Rhett Bryan is the great best draft partner you can ever have because, you know, I can evaluate the film, but you talk about a guy that can dig and find the story behind the story for all of these players. Rhett Bryan is the absolute best. So we'll have a lot of fun with it. I love it. Uh, I'll be listening for sure. Seven o'clock Farm Bureau Health Plans. They're making this possible too. Uh, they love them some Coach Mack and so do we. Coach, thank you for the time, man. We'll be checking that out tomorrow night at seven. You and Rhett. Mac Talk Draft Talk right here on yeah, the zone. Thanks, Mickey. Yeah, Randy Wilmore and Farm Bureau, th those people are so good. I mean, you talk about number one draft choices. Farm Bureau Health Plan, that's a number one draft choice, believe me. No doubt. I told you, I've had some kind of insurance with them since like 1986. So uh, yeah, <laughs> trust look, me, I know. And look how well you're doing. <laughs> oh, man, what an endorsement. Thank you, Coach Mack. We'll see you, see you, guys. See you tomorrow night at 7. See All you. right.